Hello and welcome. I'm Jasper, and this is the PB and J Cast, where we explore careers, ideas, and authentic conversations. I'm thankful for you investing time to help broaden perspective and joining me in the journey as we appreciate the process of finding and adding value. Welcome to the first episode of 2021. I know that 2020 has been challenging for so many, especially with the spanner in the works of COVID-19. But if you haven't already, I'd hope to encourage you to take the time to find what you can appreciate. Now, onto 2021. Whether you're a resolution person or not, there is something significant about entering a new year. Hence, the excuse for fireworks and drinking and all that jazz. So far, I've had quite a lot of fun with PB and J. I'm still finding my feet, but the plan is to improve sound first and foremost, and hopefully provide more consistent and quality content. I do need to get better at the social media side of things, but right now the focus is on the quality of what. I'm releasing, so please do give me constructive feedback. I've really learned a lot so far, and it's even helped deepen conversations with others and my friends and guests after the recording. Onto the feedback I have received, thankfully, a lot of that has been quite kind, and surprisingly, guests has also commented how they've enjoyed coming on and how it's helped them. So that was quite a surprise. I've even had a few people ask to be interviewed, and. Yeah, I've got a few lined up, so I'm pretty keen for what's to come in 2021 this year. Onto this episode, it's split into two parts. Part one, where Gary shares his journey on becoming a high school science teacher, and part two, where the conversation changes flow. I have a feeling some people might prefer the second part better, but who knows? And actually, constantly after recording this conversation, someone shared that unfortunately their son had been bullied by one of their high school teachers just last year, and it made me remember how. How much of an impact that high school teachers have, and made me reflect as to what it was like being a high school student those years ago. So yeah, I thought that was quite interesting. Anyways, here's episode one, part one. I hope you enjoy. Today I have Gary. He is a teacher. So what was your first job? So my first job was when I was fourteen. I worked at McDonald's for about three years. So just had like a bunch of different. Fast food stints, and then moved up in the world a bit. I guess doing、um, selling cigarettes when I was in my twenties in uni,、um, <laughs> which is a bit odd because like now I'm a teacher and like, officially, officially legally selling, selling cigarettes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's like, it's like <laughs> in it for a tobacconist. Yeah, yeah. So it wasn't like on the street corner. It's not yeah, yeah, like yeah. selling singles. Yeah. So now four years into my career, cool.、Hmm. It wasn't your first go-to, was it? Teaching. No, I started in engineering after school, and like I just hated it. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I'm much of a nine to five person. Okay. Yeah,、I、just need to be yeah doing stuff, hands on types of jobs.、Mm. Yeah, so I really struggled with you know just the thought of doing engineering. Then like what what was the transition? Because you know there's a lot of different jobs out there that aren't necessarily nine to five.、Mm. When was the moment, or what was the influence to be like? Okay, I want to study teaching. I want to be a teacher. Yeah, probably about a year in. Like I just was really wasn't enjoying the course,、mm. and like I was I wasn't great at it as well. Like I was I was passing, but you know I just I didn't want to be average. You know I didn't want to be doing something that I don't even like and be average at it.、Mm. Like sitting at that moment, sort of yeah, like a year in, I said start to have a think about my actual interests because I did engineering sort of like like during that time the boom was on and like、yeah. everyone wanted to go into engineering and like parents were really supporting me. To、yeah. get into that field, 
I didn't, I wouldn't say I didn't have much input, but not as much as I did for teaching, I guess. Whereas okay. like going to teaching was purely my call. Yeah. Um, so I guess a bit of ownership as well going into that. What was like, what about teaching was what, I guess, drew, drew you to it then? Like I've always worked, or not always worked, I've um, always liked working with young people. Mm. Like I did like soccer coaching and all that stuff. Um, been really involved in sports, like youth level sports for ages. And just generally like working or getting involved with, you know, younger people. And they've got like this excitement about them, which is like really refreshing compared to working with adults because adults sometimes they get stuck in this routine, right? And they kind of see in a lot of things. Mm. And, you know, yeah. it's hard to get them excited about stuff. Whereas like younger people, they're just willing to give things a shot because they're so green. Mm. And yeah, it's that was really refreshing. And like, I've always loved sport. Yeah. So I thought like those two things kind of a, a good combination and yeah, sort of looked into it a bit more and, and rolled in uni. Yeah, right. Mm. That's, how, that's how we roll. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> For uni though, how did you find it, the degree? So I did a double degree in sports science and education. Okay. So I found the education part like super easy to the point that like I barely went to uni and I just I stacked up all my classes so that I could work like three full days because the job that I was at at the cigarette shop, like they couldn't give me three hour shifts or four hour shifts. It was a whole day shift. Yeah. So like 8.30 to 5. So kind of have to like commit for the whole day to get shifts there. Yeah, so kind of worked out because I sort of could catch up on that aspect, on the education aspect yeah. at home anyway and during study week and all that. So yeah, that side of it, things wasn't that challenging other than Prac. Prac was a different story. Yeah. But yeah, the sports science stuff, like a lot of my study time did go into the sports science stuff because that's a lot more like technical, mm. a lot more things that I've never, like concepts I've never been introduced to before. Yeah. So yeah, I've just sort of focused more towards that part and I found that part a bit more challenging than the actual teaching side, Yeah. which I don't know, a lot of it is kind of instinct and common sense in some ways. Okay. So you could kind of depend on that aspect of you, whereas you can't like depend on uh, intuition and all that for the sports science stuff, right? Because it's yeah. got technical elements. Yeah, it's a lot of rope learning. Hey? Yeah, you, you yeah. Can't, you're not just born with, I know what this muscle is named mm, or Exactly. What, what was it, like, uh, common sense for you, I guess, for the teaching side of things? Uh, I don't know. A lot of like, I didn't particularly find a uni that I went to amazing in terms of preparing us and teaching us for the actual job itself okay so a lot of the content that i was teaching us even at uni felt like it was fluffed up mm. like like i said to me it's common sense maybe to some people it's not and i'm just okay. taking it for granted yeah. but some units really feel like it's just fluffed up for me and it's just put in there to make the degree a degree you know <laughs> like a three-year four-year degree yeah we've got like whole units committed to like inclusive education which like it's a great great concept great like very important but in terms of the content of that particular unit it is like very basic and like very common sense mm, and it's something that you would otherwise do anyway exactly yeah. yeah i think that's quite common talking to different people that go through a bachelor's in particular mm. where you have to do all these random general units mm. but a lot of it they feel is quote unquote a waste of time. Yeah. But then like you said, it's like, oh, maybe for some people 
this isn't common sense. Mm. However, if you were to, you know, one day or be able to formulate a course, how would you have done your course differently? Oh, heaps more practical elements because yep. I found I learned about, I don't know, 80% of like how I am as a teacher now mm. from just being on prac, like actually teaching, actually talking to teachers and learning from them and watching them um, teach. Um, yeah, like looking at their resources and all that stuff, stuff that you don't get to do as much in uni. Because uni right. is very theoretical in terms of teaching as well. Like yeah. we get given all these theories about what this guy says about how kids learn. And it's it's all amazing. Like it sounds awesome. But like practically, it's, I don't know, to me, it's very niche in terms of the application. Like you can't really apply it a lot of the time because the decisions that you've got to make at the workplace, it's it's kind of like split second, right? When a kid misbehaves, like you don't have time to think about what does person XXX from like this study say about behavior management. It's just like, it's what you've, it's like, yeah, intuitive and instinct, I guess, okay. in how you deal with that because you've, you've got to respond immediately. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, in, in that sense, I found it a bit unuseful. Okay. All, like all these theories. Yeah. Yeah. It's good to have in your back of your mind, I guess, but yeah, how much of it you can actually apply in a practical sense. Mm. Um, I haven't really found that particularly useful. Mm. Yeah. I think if, if I had it my way, all uni courses definitely have a like vac work or practical element to it. Mm. The thing everyone just learns better practically and actually getting involved in the role and you can actually taste what it's like in that workplace and see if it's actually for you or not. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I did my course has a lot of practical components mm. as well. I found that very insightful and very helpful because you don't want to end, finish the end of the degree yeah. and you go into the workplace and you're like, I do not like this. Yeah, yeah. And, and some people go through that because yeah. they they don't know what the workplace is like and yeah. what the responsibilities are and all that sort of stuff and it's a shame because, yeah, they've spent all this time looking at the theory side because theory is one thing, applying and practically doing it is another. And going off that point, what's the biggest difference between being on prac and placement Mm-hmm. to then actually qualifying and being a teacher. What surprised you and what didn't surprise you? So as a practice student, you have very high expectations by like your mentors and mm. your supervisors and all that. So like when I had my last practice, I found it quite intensive and really challenging because I think I had to teach like five lessons a day. So pretty much a whole load. And then they need my supervisor, oh, my, sorry, my mentor needed lesson plans for each lesson's like a day in advance, mm. we have a template that we have to use, mm. or not have to, but like they need some sort of structure um, in our lesson plan. Mm. So we have to have like all these details, like the learning objectives, what the students already know, links to the curriculum, and then like a breakdown of like each activity, like not so much minute, by minute, but like 10 minute blocks. Yeah. So, and you have to like write really explicitly what's, what's the instructions, how you're gonna instruct the students in right. that section. So it was so time consuming. I think it took me like an hour to make one lesson plan and to do that five times a day yeah. and then having to do it in advance of like the next day because that's what they expected of me. Gotcha. Like I found it pretty challenging and, and that was for like 10 weeks as well. So I guess that's when they really push you. Whereas all the other practice before that, it was like you're teaching a small group of students or like teaching two classes a day gotcha. um, for like two weeks. So it wasn't as intensive 
But I totally get why they would make you do that because like that's as close as you're going to get as to having your own classroom. Mm. Yeah. Getting the, also the administrative responsibilities. Yeah, exactly yeah. right. I don't think we've actually spelt it out. What type of teacher are you? <laughs> <laughs> My bad. <laughs> Can edit that one in. <laughs> so, so I'm a... I'm a sport teacher by training, but I have been doing science for like the first four years of my career. So I'm just going into a new role next year. Um, Congratulations. Doing sport. Yeah, you. just you. got a promotion. Thank you. As head of PE for the school? No, no, not head of PE. Um, it's a branch of PE, so it's extracurricular sport. Okay. okay. Yeah. So I'm still, like, I kind of have my own area, but I still answer to the head of sport. Gotcha. But you're like a supervisor in your branch of PE. Correct. I didn't even, sorry, my bad. I'm quite (laughs) ignorant. I thought there was just one PE branch. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, for most schools, there are, but they've sort of like separated this role because they're trying to really expand this extracurricular stuff that they've got going on. So the school has like a vision as to what that program is going to look like. So they kind of separate it from sport. So that gives the person running that more time and, more resources to get off the ground. Cool. That makes sense. Congratulations, nonetheless. I know in Australia, you have the different specialties of teachers and some mm-hmm. of them do dual things. I remember my math teachers was also doing PE at one point in mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. How does it work for your studying? Do you just, do you have to specialize when you do your education? Yeah. So generally, if you want to do high school, you do, um, yeah, like a double degree. So mm-hmm. one being your education degree, um, and one being your specialty. So if you want to be a math teacher, you do mathematics. If you want to be a economics teacher, you'd obviously do economics, so forth. I think primary is a little bit different. I think primary you do just a one degree, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. So it's like a primary degree and you're pretty much trained in teaching like year one to six in a whole bunch of subject areas. Right. So like English, maths, they're all sort of um, you do units from all those courses into that degree. Yeah. Whereas like for me, I did sports science. I didn't do any math, like economics or has subjects, um, has units. Mm. It was like all science-y or like sport-related subjects. And would mm. those uh, qualifications be prerequisites to getting a job in those subjects or is it more recommended? Uh, it's recommended. It's really up to the school. Mm-hmm. Once you're in the door, it's up really up to the school what they want to do with you mm. so but yes if obviously schools are going to be looking like if, you, if they're looking for a science teacher they're obviously going to be looking for people with a science background yeah but once you're in the door um if there's a need in another department and they see you as fit to fulfill that role yeah lots of schools will try and make that move internally um whether that's yeah one teacher being part of multiple departments or just shuffling staffing around um, it's fairly common, yeah. So schools still have a, quite a few, I guess. It's not as regulated, but would you say a degree is is a prerequisite though in Australia to be a teacher? Yeah, so okay. you need a teaching degree. Why did you choose the uh, bachelor's pathway then? Well, because it was either that or like a grad dip at that point. Okay. Um, and to do a grad dip, you already need to have a pre-existing degree gotcha but you I didn't stopped have halfway yeah. yeah I stopped halfway and yeah. I wasn't keen on doing another three years of eng. <laughs> yeah. yeah fair enough made <laughs> so, the right choice yeah and I was only a year in so it kind of made sense to 
do a double degree and kind of start all over again. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I'm not going to lie. I Hopefully this is structured enough for the audience. <laughs> We've kind of bounced all over the shop. Yeah. All right. Well, that's cool. So you now you are a science high school teacher who is going to transition next year into a more supervisor, supervisor role in PE. Yeah. So I'll be in like mid-management next year. Okay. Cool, man. <clears throat> mm. Earning the big bucks. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so humble. <laughs> And in after you graduated, did you was it hard to get a job or? Yeah, is I think it depends what field. Like I was pretty. My original goal was to get into sport, like okay. straight away. But it was pretty tough to get into that field because, you know, most schools don't really require many sport teachers. Yep. And yeah, most schools don't really prioritize the sports department. So yeah, it was it was tough for me to get in the door. Um. So I just did relief teaching for like a year which was which it's great in its own way yeah money was awesome and like working hours were great because you know you don't have to plan anything you just show up for the day yeah. and you just follow what the original teachers left you like the kind of work that they've left you so it's pretty cruisy but obviously it's not sustainable because some periods like you have no work at all for weeks and then some periods you might get a call up every every day for two, three weeks. So yeah, it was inconsistent, but it definitely helped in just putting my name out there to a whole bunch of schools and a whole bunch of teachers and getting to know a whole lot of people, which is good. So the networking side. So I was with an agency um, that helped sort of like put my name out there. Yep. And yeah, they helped me get some relief teaching jobs. Mm. And so I did that for like three quarters of a year. So straight after I finished. That's mm. quite common, hey? I hear most people do relief after yeah. they graduate. Yeah, and I think, like, at that time, like, I wanted to work, but, like, I also, having been studying for so long, mm. like, wouldn't really mind having, like, a bit of a a downtime mm. kind of thing. Like, I was still looking for jobs, but I wasn't terribly upset that, you know, something didn't fall in my lap straight away. So yeah. I was pretty happy doing relief teaching at that point um, for that period of time. But, yeah. Obviously, like I said, not sustainable. And at some point, you kind of have to push a bit to try and get a more permanent role. It's like your version of the gap year, hey? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah <laughs> exactly. a little bit of money and stuff. Exactly. Yeah. I think during that time, I was a little bit apprehensive of traveling because I do want to get a job. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. So I didn't really want to like take a whole chunk of time off where, especially end of the year, because end of the year is usually when there's lots of turnovers happening. Yeah. And usually when I do travel, like with friends, they're only available at the end of the year. Mm. So I don't, don't really want to miss out on that time where I could be applying for jobs yeah, fair enough. for the next year. The window yeah. type thing. Yeah. yeah right. Did you find that most of your year group did the same thing as you? I, I know a couple of them went to, so I think we graduated with a group of like 25, 30-ish that okay. did the exact same degree as me. Um, I know a couple of them went to the country because... Uh, yeah, the government offers some pretty attractive incentives for like graduate teachers to head over to the country. Um, but it just wasn't really my thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, I would have considered it if I was really strong to find a job. Mm. Um, but yeah, like a couple of months in, I, was, it wasn't really, I wasn't thinking about it. I was happy to just do relief and wait a bit longer. Yeah. And yeah, a couple of others did what I did. A couple of others actually got jobs straight away. So yeah, it just depends. Mm. Only 25, I would have imagined there'd be more. Yeah, so 25 that did the exact same degree as me. So they 
sports science and education. Gotcha. So there's a whole bunch of other teachers doing other degrees and other qualifications. Yeah. Yeah. So it kind of like narrows down towards like your last few years of uni. Yeah. Yeah. As you would with any other degree, I guess. Yeah. Mm. Uh, <laughs> I guess this is something we talked about recently, but what, what are the most common questions? Because you know at dinner parties, especially now it's yeah. approaching Christmas time, yeah. people always ask, oh, what do you do and stuff? What are the yeah. most common questions you get asked? I think it's more like, how can you work with kids? Something along those lines. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. People have this fear of working with children, I think, or yeah. like teenagers. I think especially teenagers. Yep. Yeah, because people always like give me this look when I say, I'm a high school teacher. They're like, oh, how can you like work with teenagers? They're so scary and all that stuff, which is, you know, each to its own. Yep. But yeah, like I said earlier, I think I relate pretty well with them and I think I can build relationships with them pretty well. So yeah, I just never really saw them as, you know, these people that you, you're scared of really. Um, some of them can be scary. <laughs> it's like throwing chairs at you and stuff. But no, <laughs> throwing chairs yeah, at you? I've never had that, any of that happen okay, to me. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, we've had interesting things happening when I did relief. Yep. Um, but yeah, maybe that's a story for later on. <laughs> All right, well, I'll put a note in that. I've got to ask you about crazy stories later. In terms of, I, I think I understand what people mean by like they're scared because, mm. you know, I think... I, I look back to when I was a teenager and oh, I would have been a handful <laughs> and I was just like, I just like, you know, I don't want to deal with that. Yeah. <laughs> but what do you think about you mm. makes you, ha- what about your outlook and characteristics and attributes mm. make you more suitable com- mm. or make you more willing? Yeah, I think I always view them, like even the challenging ones, like they're still someone else's child, mm. like they're God's child. So... Like, no matter what wall or what barrier they put up in front of you, mm. like, there's still something valuable, like, behind that. Mm. And, yeah, during tough times, that's what I kind of have to, like, remind myself of and to, like, keep encouraging myself to, mm. like, don't get, don't ignore or don't write off this particular student because, yeah, like I said, there's, for whatever reason, they're putting up this wall in front of them mm. and, you know, sometimes we, name, we name, never know what those reasons are mm. and that's fine. I think that's something that helps me during those, you know, dealing with certain situations or students that are a bit more challenging than others. Yeah. That just reminded me of, you know, the show Matilda? No. You never watched Matilda? Okay, so it's basically this this girl and, <laughs> and movie enthusiast might butcher my explanation, but this girl goes to this high school and... There's this principal who's really mean and harsh, and then there's just one teacher who's just so lovely. And I, I just see how you, you, you know, I, I can tell you'd be a good teacher. It's, mm. it's always that the, the teachers that kind of see you just as another student, as another name, yeah. and like as like a piece of crap that they have to deal with. <laughs> and that was like the principal in Matilda. But then there's this nice teacher who's like, no, like everyone is an individual yeah. and everyone is valuable. Mm. And I think it does mm. as much as people or a- adults, quote unquote mm. adults, like to look down on on children and say, oh, they're not mature. They don't know what they're talking mm. about. I think there is that level where people, they, they can tell whether you get, you care. Oh, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. And whether or not they are talking, talking from my high school self now, mm. um, I still remember like the teachers that, that they were harsh, mm. but I could feel that they had really good intentions or they were looking out for me and things mm. like that. I, I appreciated it a lot more rather than the teachers that were just like 
I just want to get this over and done with yeah. or, you know, oh, you're, you're, you're such a waste of my time. Mm. And I think during that time as well, in especially in high school where all, yeah. the, all the hormones are aging, yeah. it doesn't help. It doesn't help at all when you just see someone in authority that's just trying to slam you down or that's yeah. the way it can be perceived yeah. anyway. 100%. Yeah. yeah. And I think they def- respond differently as well. Like for some kids, you have to slam them. Mm. Um, some kids you can't so I think that's where the relationships are important so that you actually know how you can approach a particular student and deal with whatever situation that they might be going through Mm. because yeah you can't treat every student with like the same method because yeah it's not going to work for everyone like I know there's a student a couple of years ago like responds really really badly to authority Mm. if you just tell them what to do He'll just lose it. Yeah, right. Like, yeah, I don't know. There's, I don't know what's happening there. I think that's something behind it. Mm. But yeah, I think if you approach that student with a bit more, from like a personal sort of level, mm. he can kind of see it a little bit better. Not much better, but <laughs> but I've I found it was a little bit better. Like yeah. he wasn't as angry as to when you're just putting your foot down on him. Yeah. Yeah. How did you do that? Like, what does that look like or sound like? A I think change? talking to them like on a really one-on-one level. Yeah. Sometimes it's tough. Like they don't want to open up, and you know, there's nothing you can do, really. And you just kind of have to pick out small points, like keep an, a genuine interest, like you said, mm. like in in their life or whatever it is. Small things that you notice to just let them know or make them aware that, like, you see them as a person. You know, so like I know that kid loves like anime so then like i would occasionally i don't know much about anime but like from what i know like i i talk to him a bit about it yeah 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 like naruto talk to him about naruto a little bit so it's just those sort of things you know just trying to connect with them as to like on their level as to what they like who they are yeah yeah that's, that's clever i think that's a really good technique and that's something that applies not just in terms of teaching but anything yeah it's always always feels better when that other person is seems like they're not just looking at you like like a box of tick. Yeah. But, oh, you know, who am I as a person? Yeah, for sure. Hmm. That's interesting. What about was there anything you learned from your previous jobs? And <laughs> I know fast food or <laughs> selling cigarettes, but to teaching, I, I'd be surprised. I think there's sometimes there's a lot of translated yeah. experience. You know, as a 14, 15 year old, I think it's just good to have to be in employment because. You know, you deal with people, you're out of your comfort zone, you don't have mom and dad to sort of like fight your battles mm. and you're dealing with adults. You know, you get put in your place sometimes, which is good. Mm. Sometimes, you know, young people that think, you know, they know everything and yeah. So I think that's what I got from that experience. Mm. Um, it's just, yeah, making a step into adulthood, I guess, more so than anything. Okay. From the cigarette shop, it's an interesting job because as you can imagine, the uh, <laughs> the kind of people that would come through those stores, a lot of them can be quite difficult to deal with. Okay. Because um, then, yeah, they're not as privileged as others or they've got a, a rough background considering the area that that store was at. Yep. So I guess in terms of dealing with or negotiating tough situations and dealing with difficult customers, I think a lot of those skills are transferable into like just any workplace really. Mm. It's like conflict resolution, I guess. Mm. So I found that quite beneficial and just general like retail stuff. I think 
just upselling I think has a place as well in terms of, you know, like job interviews, you kind of have to like sell yourself, right? Mm. So I learned those skills at that workplace and yeah, it's pretty fortunate to have a couple of years working there. Okay, that's cool. Mm. So you, you reckon that helped you with your job interviews as well? Yeah, I think so. And in terms of when you say difficult customers, now does that translate into difficult students? <laughs> yeah, so from <laughs> difficult adults to difficult young people, I guess. Fair enough, um, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think was something that you didn't expect about teaching, which you wish you had known? I think the amount of admin, it's like paperworky type of things, that are involved and I think it's I don't know if it's just a expectation from my workplace or yeah. it's just a very or it's the same level of um, expectations throughout maybe even the public system because I'm in a private system so I'm not exactly sure um, but yeah we're expected to do a lot of admin in terms of communicating with parents for like every single thing that's happened yeah. um, communicating with students for like every single thing just be really open with all methods of communication, I guess. Yeah. And yeah, when you're teaching like 80 students or so, mm. it's pretty tough to keep track sometimes what's done and what's not done and what needs to be done because yeah, different classes may need different amounts of communication yep. or information sent to parents because they have different things going on. Yep. So yeah, I... I found that quite difficult the first few years coming into full-time employment at this place. Yeah. Um, Because, yeah, and it's using this software which I've never used before. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, that was quite difficult. And the people that I was working with kind of, not by, not on purpose, but (laughs) I don't think they realize that not everyone that comes through have used, are familiar with this system. Sure, yeah. And they just kind of, they're still super helpful if I approach them with anything. Yeah. Like, no problems there, but they just kind of assume that you know what you're doing. So it's kind of like your responsibility to be that annoying new person to, like, keep bugging them about how things are done, <laughs> which is, you know, sometimes difficult because they've got their own stuff to do. Yeah. And you're, like, this newbie that, you know, kind of sometimes feel like, should I know this already? Or, like, mm. is it okay if I ask this question? Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, that was quite difficult the first few years coming out. Yeah. Is it incompetence? Or yeah, is it, yeah. Yeah. You don't want to... Yeah, that's how I felt anyway. Nah, fair enough. Yeah. I think it's good that you still remember all that, even though it's been a mm. few years. That way you can extend that hand to new people yeah. as well. That's the end of part one. In part two, Gary shares how these lessons from the classroom apply beyond it. Pun fully intended. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. If you liked it, please do share it. I would love to hear your feedback, ideas, and guest requests. Also, reach out if you'd like to share your own journey. Contact me directly at the PB and Jcast at gmail.com. Also in the description below. Catch you next time.